All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Monday, November 6th of 2023 here, and we are getting the show kicked off for first show of the week. For those of you who are new here, my name is Andrew, one of the coaches over here at Saber Sim. This is a show where we go over how to use the Saber Sim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. So you get your questions in one of three ways, as always. First off, send us an email, support at sabersim.com. Second, post it live in the YouTube chat. Third way, post it in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord, want to get access to that channel, there is a link in the description of this video. You get access to all of our individual sport channels, our similar channels, which are super important during the NBA season, and Office Hours channel, we can ask questions ahead of time, and our Release Notes channel. And then in the Release Notes channel, you can see when updates go live, when bugs are fixed, etc. here. So a bunch of good reasons to be in the Discord. Uh, do the show Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. So just wanted to uh, remind you guys, it is Monday, so that means that we do have to announce the winner's for our weekly max challenge here. So let's get this pulled up here. Uh, as you guys know, this sheet is available to you guys to double check that you are entered here in the Discord. So I do link it with the kickoff for this show here. But it looks like our top finisher for DraftKings for the week was uh, Jagan underscore B with a fifth place finish and 233 points. So congratulations to you. Uh, for those of you guys who are not aware of our weekly max challenge here, it is a giveaway slash promotion we do during the NFL season here, get access to weekly prizes, get access to season long prizes as well. So with winning the highest score of the week, you're going to get a free Sabersome hoodie and an entry into our private end of the season, $5,000 free roll here. So congratulations to uh, Jake and B here. And then over on owner's box, this is a new promotion. We started about two weeks ago here, the description and uh, info on that is in the description of this YouTube video as well, but we do have its own page here. And then for the owner's box winner, uh, dark Knight here with a sixth place finish and 213.78 points here. And then for the owner's box challenge, the top finisher for each week gets a free month of Sabersome Ultimate and a Sabersome hoodie here. So congratulations to those two winners here. What we are going to do next is our weekly uh, free roll for DraftKings here. So I'm going to take all of the names for everybody who participated in the DraftKings version. Looks like 196 names this week, which is great. Going to put those into our trusty wheel of names here. Going to hit shuffle a couple times. And then remember that the winner of this spin gets free entry into next week's Minimax contest on DraftKings only here. So it looks like the winner is uh, Karen's 99. Man, I feel like he's he's won something before here, right? So maybe just running super hot. But uh, let's see. Yeah, he won two weeks ago. Yep, that sure thing. Uh, one on week seven. One on week nine here. So Karen's 99. Congrats to you, man. Congrats to all of the winners for this week. And we'll be right back here next week for our next announcement of winners here. But with that said, going to get Saber Sim pulled up here, and then we are going to jump into the show. Looks like our first question came from Carson here. And Carson said, any plans for an easier way to use custom projections with the live Sims? Um, so frankly, I would be interested in like hearing, uh, you know, your thoughts on what is the problem here. So basically like the way this works, like say this Monday through Thursday, say you upload a custom projection. So your lineups, when you build them initially are going to be built using your custom projections. 
And then once the Chargers-Jets game actually locks, then what's going to happen is that we are going to switch at that point to the live projections. Whatever custom projections you had for Carolina and Chicago, those are going to stay. Those are going to stay put. So your custom projections for any game that hasn't started yet stays the same. Your custom projections for the games that have now locked change. And the reason for that is because now we can use the live sims and take advantage of those when rebuilding your lineups and then just seeing how everything is played up to that point in the game. So uh, when you create a contest sim, if you go to the contest, you create a contest sim, you're going to see these use live sims if available toggle is on. That's simply because once the slate starts, you know, your custom projections don't really matter anymore uh, because the game has locked and you can't change players for that game. So we think it's really intuitive. We think it works very easily. But if you're having a hang up with using it, just let me know in the Office Hours channel uh, when you get a chance to watch this and see the response to your question. And I'm happy to either help you out in any way and uh, or even take some feature requests back to the team for things that you think can uh, be improved in the future. All right. Question for Nika or from Nika. Sorry. Question says, hi, when do the field lineup update before lock? Great question. So we added this new timestamp here. So there's a projections timestamp and there is an ownership timestamp. The ownership timestamp is new. So basically every time the ownership updates, that means the field lineups are indeed updating. So, um, if, if you're not seeing these, what I would do is a hard refresh, either Control-Shift-R if you're on Windows, Command-Shift-R if you're on a Mac. And as long as you can see this ownership here, as long as there are ownership projections in the app, that means that field lineups are built. And then every time the timestamp updates, that means the field lineups were updated. All right. Uh, USNR here said... How do I set a rule to not stack more than one wide receiver on the same team without their quarterback? Great question. So the way you would have to do this is probably an if-then group rule off the top of my head here. So what I would do is a group automatic. I would say if at least two group by team wide receivers, then use at least one on the same team. And I would say quarterback. So then in, in this one, I'm writing it a little backwards. But I'm, what I'm saying is like, hey, if you use two wide receivers on the same team, that lineup must include their quarterback here. So I'll just pause the video, uh, take a screenshot of this rule, and then rewrite it, and then you should be all set there. But that is how I would do that. All right. Scion Games said, I have a question about contest flashback. Are the users shown only Saberson? Because I look at different DraftKings. It's a different person in first place when I selected actual score on the NFL slate. Uh, yeah. So our processing takes place uh, Monday mornings here. I, I did actually talk to you in, in the support about it, but uh, we were having a little issues with getting everything loaded up, but those should be loaded up now. So I actually checked on it because I recorded the weekly review show earlier this morning. I actually did not record with Max. You guys are going to get a special guest this week. And, uh, you know, so stay, stay on the lookout for that video dropping either later today or, or possibly tomorrow here. So be on the lookout for that. But I did verify that those contests were getting updated and updated correctly because I did not want to have the wrong information when I was doing that show. So that process has been taking place this morning. And I know the team has been talking about it internally here, but thank you for your message. All right. New something said. Is there any reason showdown defaults to 2K lineups instead of 5K? Uh, yeah, 
pretty much that building on Sim Diversity 10 is very intensive for the builder and it could take a very long time to get to 5,000 lineups. So the fact that we just set it to 2,000 for time-saving purposes to make it easier for users to get a solid number of lineups that is not going to take a very long time to finish is why it's set at 2,000, but you can always increase it to 5,000 if you want here. Uh, sometimes I'll just set it to like 2,500 and be happy with that. And really the reason is that in Showdown, I'm trying to take a set of lineups and I'm trying to whittle it down to the ones I, that I actually want to play as opposed to using a big pool to get as diverse as possible. So in, in, in normally, you know, you're kind of okay playing a lot of lineups from the pool, but in showdown, you're kind of not, you kind of want to narrow it down to a certain number of lineups. So I like to, uh, I, I think it's fine to have a little bit less of a pool in showdown in general. All right. Bill's nuts said. When I late swap an NBA, why does the sim late swap all my all my different contests at once as a bunch? Shouldn't my single entry, 3 max, 20 max, 150 max, all be swapped individually? They're, they are different contest types with different builds and different contest sims. Okay, so really good point here. If you are late swapping, what you need to do is you need to make sure that the number of contests that are checked you need to check how many contests you are checked. So the way you can do that is two ways. So let's say, um, I, I think I had a CSV test, a test CSV for the main slate here. So if I go to the main, main slate for yesterday, right? I'm in this modal. Say that I want, okay, so there's two ways to do it. I'm going to walk through each one. So say you're using the horizontal arrows. Okay, what the builder is going to do, it's going to look in the contest tab. It's going to see how many contests are checked. However many contests are checked, it will look at how many unique lineups there are. And then what the late swap button will do is, okay, there are 10 unique lineups. We are going to swap all of these contests with these 10 lineups. So it's going to take all the contests that are checked and swap those. So if you don't want to swap some, you have to come in here and you have to uncheck some. And then whatever ones you, whatever ones are left checked is whatever the builder will swap. So that's how you do it with the double-sided arrow option. If you are using the clone option, right, where you're right-clicking and then using the late swap because you want to carry over any of the work that you've done inside your build window, then what you need to do is go into the save to my contest option here and then check the ones that are checked. Look at the contests that are checked and then uncheck any contests you don't want to do. And then once you do that, when you right-click and use the late swap option, the builder is going to look at the save to contest modal and then say, okay, hey, there's only these contests that are checked. Let's only take those over with us. And then and then it'll do it from there. So depending on whatever contests are checked in the contest tab or in the save to contest modal is how SaberSim will know how many unique lineups and which contests to swap for. So make sure you're doing that when you're doing that process. But very good question. All right, the piano teacher said, all right, Andrew, let's say you were somewhat early in your DFS journey and hitting a little rough patch. Let's say you decide to take a few days off to sharpen the saw. How would you go about reviewing your own process and studying the play of other players, getting more familiar with Sabres and tools, where slash how you would allocate your time? Great question. So this is exactly why we do the show, the review show, which, you know, the, the week nine is going to be coming out later today. But I would look at, at some of these past uh, slate contest flashbacks, right? We have a whole playlist on the YouTube channel. If you go to playlist, we have a, we have NFL, we have NBA, we have NHL now with Scott, right? So uh, these are basically meant to help you figure out 
hey, how do I take a process, a review process, and apply it to the contest that I'm playing, and then analyze my own play, analyze the play of other players in my contest that are doing well in the Sims, and take it from there, right? So I think that's a great review process. And then something else that Jordan has talked about in the past, which I actually really like, is when you're playing bad, bring down the number of lineups you're playing, and just start, you know, maybe you take a day off, and then you come back and you play one lineup. And your goal is I'm going to build one really good lineup for this slate. I'm going to spend time on this one lineup and try and build the best lineup possible. Right. And then from there, you know, you get, uh, you know, you can spend as many days as you want doing that. Right. And then see how that lineup does in the Sims and see how that lineup, uh, you know, is grading out. And then you take that one lineup and then you expand it to three and then you expand it to 20 and then you go back to 150 and then you go back to this portfolio balance. Right. So starting out, you know, back to one lineup, building your way back up and then managing more and more lineups over time is going to help you. But really, you know, when you're building 150, 100, you know, 100 to 200 lineups, like you can't really micromanage them like all. You got to got to kind of just look at the characteristics of the lineup portfolio sometimes. But when you're building one lineup, you can really micromanage it and you can really just try and uh, get the lineup to look exactly what you want it to look like. So reviewing via the contest flashback, ideas that we do each and every week and then starting back at one lineup and then building your way back up is the two things that I would do, but I think that's a great question. All right. Question from Sammy here. Question says, hi, Andrew for the NFL main slate. I want to get overexposed to certain teams as my primary stack. What would be the best approach for without Xing out any teams? Uh, great question. So I would handle this kind of on a team by team basis. And the reason for that is that ownerships are going to be different, right? If you are looking at the quarterbacks, we're sorted by ownership, you know, getting overweight on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, since Jalen Hurts is 12% owned, is a lot different than getting overweight on, you know, Jordan Love and the Packers when he's 2% owned, right? So I like to think about these things in terms of, how relative the quarterback ownership is for a stack purpose here. And then I would uh, go from there. Right. But I think, you know, two to three X ownership is, is fine. Um, maybe for some of these guys that are smaller ownership numbers, like 2%, you know, what, what is two times two, you know, four, right. So you're only getting 4% exposure to Jordan love. If you think he's a good play, uh, maybe you go, you know, closer to four or five X, right. For these uh, lower ownership guys. But I always, I, I would always think of it in relative terms, to the ownership I expect for that quarterback for that team. All right. Good question there. And then this is our last question in the office hours channel. And then we're going to jump over to the YouTube chat, but uh, this will be a quick one. Derek said, does Saber Sim offer call any college basketball Sims? So at the moment we do not, uh, you know, we just rolled out college football and college football was our first major college Sim that we wanted to have here. So TBD, if college basketball is in the future here, I know the team has talked about it, but I know that we really wanted to roll out college football this year, so I'm not ruling it out completely, but uh, college basketball is a beast, uh, very, very similar to the NBA, probably with less reporting overall, so it kind of gets really tricky to put out a good product, and we always want to make sure that we're putting out the best product possible when we release new sports here. So I know a lot of people have had success using our college football sims, and we're very happy about that. And we just have to make sure that we can properly support college basketball if we do indeed decide to support it. All right. Uh, one more question in the Discord just rolled in here. It says, if I have entered five to eight contests on a given slate, some single entry in three max, 20 max, 150 max, is it best to build lineups for each contest? 
or make a separate build 150 lineups and sim each contest separately from that 150 or when I sim each contest with a contest sim pull from the original build pool. Okay, good question here. So our best practices is to follow our DFS profit plan, which says to split your contest into 20 max and 150 max and single entry and three max. Have two builds for those two different contest types. From there, what I would do is you can do a couple different things, right? So within your single entry and three max, depending on how many you have, you can run a contest sim for each contest that you're playing, and you can do the same thing for your 20 max and 150 max. Remember that you can have up to 10 contest sims run simultaneously for a given set of lineups, okay? So that's one 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 thought process to do it. That's probably like best practice here. Um, another way to do it, which is the way that I prefer, is to have my two builds, but then pick a proxy contest for my entire set of lineups. So like maybe I'm playing a... Uh, 150 max and and it's like the flagship right so then i would just use that contest sim for all of the contests in that all of the lineups in that build and just base them all off of that really just for like time saving and ease here or if you're like really in a time crunch just build them all together and then pick a single contest sim but there's a lot of different ways to do it uh you know the best practice way with having the the um all of the contest sims is going to be as specific as you possibly can get it would just probably take a little bit more time so make sure that you have the time allocated to go through all of those different contest sims and fill your lineups accordingly all right good question there jumping over to the youtube chat demetrius said should i change the exposures or keep them the same uh yeah so really one thing here is that saberson does not understand risk management particularly well right that's why we created the risk adjusted roi metric which helps to kind of navigate that situation but that's only for contest sims right and i know there are plenty of people using saber sim that aren't using contest sims so uh this is the opportunity where i really like to use the mini uniques option here uh, mostly because you know what this does is it tries to create a portfolio of lineups that are closer to neutral ev here so basically what happens is that as you increase mini uniques you are guaranteeing that x percent of players are different from every other set from every other lineup in your set. So if I have mini unique set to four here, right? And I'm looking at 20 lineups. That means that in these 20 lineups, there are four players who's, who, I'm sorry, there are at least, okay, in every, in every lineup of the 20, I am guaranteeing that four players are different from every other lineup in my set of 20. That's what's happening. So by doing this, you know, if a player is, uh, gets hurt or doesn't do bad, you know, it's it's less likely that that sinks all of my lineups because I've guaranteed this difference between each lineup, right? And then also what you're going to see is that the exposures are going to change very naturally here. And then your player pool is also going to increase. So going from mini unique of one, where my highest exposure is 80% to mini unique of four, you know, takes my exposures down, not even that much, right? So I can go down to five, and then I went from 63 players in my player pool to 72 players in my player pool. My highest exposed player is now 70%. And then I did have somebody at 80%. I did have a lot more players. I can look at how far down in my pool I'm going, right? I'm barely at lineup 42 out of 5,000 here. So maybe I go to mini uniques of seven, right? I'm only at lineup 288 out of 5,000. So still in the top 10% of my pool. And now I'm not playing any player over 35% exposure and my number of players in my player pool, I've went up to 82. So by, by guaranteeing that diversity, the builder is going to use more players. It is going to lower exposures in a very natural way, keeping exposure to the best players or the players that it perceives to be the best plays on the slate here. So I like to use mini uniques to 
adjust my exposures more naturally. And then I will make any fine tune adjustments after the fact to one, two, three players, however I see fit. Patrick said, is there a tutorial for late swap Sims that isn't supported? Is there a tutorial on late swap for Sims that aren't supported? I could easily late swap on classic slaver, just not the new version. Two weeks in a row, I had a difficult late swap. College basketball is upon us, and I will assume Saber won't be supporting it this season. Okay, yeah, we did talk about that a little bit. So we do have a late swap tutorial. So if you go to our hamburger menu on the right, you go to help, open up our support docs here, and then how to late swap. This tutorial is going to talk about all the different ways that you can late swap within Saber Sim in the most updated UI and the most up with the uh, most updated live sims, etc. Here. So I would check out this tutorial here, and then I would just link it in the description for easy access. So you can see that video and use it. All right. Sean said, hey, Andrew, it's probably been talked about, but how can we use SaberSim to get the optimal rate a player shows up? Uh, yeah, great question here. So one of the easiest ways to do that, well, first I do want to talk about this a little bit here, right? So there's a difference to me. So like you're probably not going to need the optimal lineup to win in NFL. You're not going to need you know, the absolute highest scoring lineup here, right? So like, that's one way to think about it. So if you wanted to run optimals, what I would do is set correlation to zero, sim diversity to 10. And then what we're going to do with these settings, we're going to pluck an individual game sim for each game on the slate, create a entire slate simulation, play that out, build you the best lineup. So there's going to be like optimals, right? Uh, what I like to do is run this build, but I like to run sim diversity on nine. And the reason I like to do that is because at Sim Diversity 9, we were taking a very small subset of Sims for each game on the slate and then creating a slate simulation from those small sets. And by using a small set, you're going to basically kind of avoid some very strange outliers where like a player might have one really good game in the Sims but not really do well otherwise. Well, if that occurs at Sim Diversity 9, the player is still going to need to have a good enough game in the other, you know, say, say we're using five Sims at Sim Diversity 9, player who scored well once is also going to have to score well enough the other four times to still make it into the lineup. So that can kind of overcome some of those shortcomings of not needing to have a true optimal to win, but just needing a strong upside lineup overall. So I like to run it at Sim Diversity 9. And then what I like to do is look at the pool exposure column from the lineups that are built and then use that information as my like optimal rate for the slate. Brett said, I've been trying to figure out how to set rules for my lineups. For example, I want to be able to pair my quarterback with his kicker in showdown slates. Uh, yeah, so what, what you're going to have to do here for a showdown is you're going to have to do a manual rule. And the reason for that is because in showdown, DraftKings does not give the players actual positions, but it gives them either captain or flex. So what I would have to do here is go to a lineup rule, go to add new rule, go to group annual here. And then I would say if at least one, and then I'm going to say Justin Herbert captain, Justin Herbert flex, then, you know, use at least one. And then I'm going to say kicker, right? So then I would just put his kicker. I'm assuming you'd probably just mean flex here, but then I would write a rule like, like this for each team. And then I would just save that. And then now that is a manual rule that can be used for the slate. So that is how I would do that. Brett also said, uh, how can I adjust ownership of players based on each captain? I want to be able to have the kicker at a 75% rate with a quarterback as captain, but only 25% when the quarterback is not a captain. Okay. Um, this one gets a little tricky. This is probably a good opportunity to use the favorites option here. So the favorites option is like, say you're playing 20 lineups, right? 
you want to build 10 lineups a certain way, and then you want to build 10 lineups a different way, right? So maybe you want to have 10 lineups with your with Justin Herbert and the kicker together, and then 10 lineups with Justin Herbert without the kicker or something like that. What you could do is you could open up multiple build workspaces here, build 10 lineups in this window. And then when you build the 10 lineups here, and I'm just going to build 20 here, what you could do is use the favorites option to send 10 to the favorites. And then those will populate in the favorites tab. And then in the next set, you do the same thing, right? So then I have 10 lineups here. I'm going to use the star icon, send it to the favorites. When I come in here, I'm going to see, oh, hey, when I pop out these lineups over here, there are 10 lineups. So these are the 10 that I sent from build one. And then from build two, I can do the same thing. I get 20 lineups in this window, and then I can use the save to my contest option to build lineups with these two different rules, game scripts, however you want to do it, and then combine them all into a single contest. So I would take advantage of this tool here. And then in the uh, support docs here, we do have a video on how to use the favorites here. So how to favorite your lineups. And then I will also post this in the chat for easy access. All right. Isaac says our glossaries last legend page on SaberSim for all the terms used on the app. Uh, there's not, but I think that's a fair feature request here. So let me take that back to the team. Uh, feature request glossary of terms. Uh, we do try to provide like pop-ups. So like in the app here, like, oh, what's adjusted ownership? If you hover, you're going to see, oh, ownership rating adjusted for average ownership at the player's position and their projection variance. Okay. So like Boom, you see that, right? Uh, what are some other ones? Leverage, right? What is leverage? Shows the leverage on the field by calculating your exposure to a player minus projected ownership to that player, right? What is value? Oh, my projection divided by salary. So uh, try hovering over some of these terms that you might not be super familiar with, but um, that should at least give you a good starting point. And then I could ask the team about a full glossary of those pop-ups in, in some type of page. Benihana asks, hey, Andrew, hope you're well. Quick question. Can you talk about ROI standard deviation and how to interpret when assessing lineups? Uh, good question here. So this one is like probably better off used as like a supporting uh, variable, I like to call it, in like a custom metric. So I don't think it does great as like a standalone metric, but it basically talks about the, the distribution, the payout distribution for the lineup. So in our most recent pro video with, with uh, Will and Jordan, uh, they actually – pull up an example of a payout distribution for a lineup. And it's very interesting. You see this big spike at the beginning within that like top 20th percentile. And then you see all these flats, right? Because only the top 20% of lineups get paid out. So if your lineup doesn't finish in the top 20th percentile, it basically is zero, right? So it basically takes into account the payout distribution of a lineup, which is what the ROI standard deviation is showing. And then you can use that to basically try and, uh, Assume like, hey, you know, lineups with a higher standard deviation are higher risk, higher variance, and then lineups with a lower standard deviation are less variant, have less variance compared to their counterparts, but overall still a pretty risky in general for each and every lineup. All right. Uh, Patrick said, Andrew, what is the size of your monitor? I feel like I need to upgrade from a 27 inch to something wider and bigger to incorporate all DFS related websites, tired of minimizing every window. Uh, yeah, I actually do use 27-inch monitors, but I just use multiple. So I have multiple monitors, uh, you know, connected to my laptop via a USB docking station. So uh, check that out. You know, the docking stations can support multiple monitors via, like, DisplayPort and HDMI. So I would look into something like that. 
Demetrius said, thanks. Yeah, man. Happy to help. Um, Sean had another question said, Andrew, I saw your example during MLB season on how to make sure you're being diverse with players in team stacks. How do we do this when it comes to NFL slash college football? Yeah. So, you know, team stacks are like a lot different in, in, uh, NFL and, and football in general compared to MLB really because a stack in these sports has to require the quarterback to be a primary stack. While, you know, uh, MLB stack, you know, you don't need the three hitter. You don't need the four hitter. You don't need the leadoff man in order to have a primary stack, right? So it gets a little bit different, but normally what I would just do is like, I, I kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier, but like when I'm thinking about leverage and I'm thinking about team stacks, I'm mostly just kind of going off of the quarterback exposure, mostly because I'm not really running any naked stacks, which is just a stack, uh, which is just a uh, quarterback plus zero position players. I'm basically always having at least one position player with my quarterback. So I just typically look at leverage in terms of quarterback ownership and, and where I want to go from there. All right. Tim said, it would be cool if you could see the number of lineups you have saved in favorites, similar to how it's shown in the contest on that tab. Yeah, man, I will take that back to the team as a feature request as well. So show number of lineups in favorites like contest tab. So definitely could see the use for that there, but definitely can take that back to the team. But that about does it today, everybody, for today's show. Appreciate you guys tuning in here. We'll be right back here tomorrow, Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern for our next show. So until then, uh, first off, congratulations to the winners for the weekly max challenge. Our support team will reach out to you. And until tomorrow, guys, take care. Good luck. I will see you all. Thanks. Bye.